sound familiar? And why, for the past 275 years, do audiences jump to their feet whenever, wherever those chords are sounded? Handel's Messiah, a soulful celebration with our special guest, pianist, singer, composer, Daryl Tukes. Coming up on The Janice Adams Show. In 1741, George Friedrich Händel, a German emigre to the British Isles, composed his masterwork, The Messiah. The oratorio, its text by Charles Jennings, was taken from the Psalms and the King James edition of the Bible and the Book of Common Prayer. Hendel's Messiah was first performed in Dublin on April 13, 1742, and received its London premiere on March 23, 1743. For centuries, the work has inspired audiences throughout Europe and the United States, but it was not until 1992 that it sounded like this. Since then, as you'll hear later in the show, the Hallelujah Chorus has never been the same. Handel's Messiah, a soulful celebration, the Quincy Jones edition, today on the Janice Adams Show. As co-executive producer Gail Hamilton wrote in the liner notes... When you find yourself on the brink of something as rich as this project, you can only smile way down deep. I had no idea when first asked to work on this project what exactly that would mean. Some 14 months later, I've been challenged, she said, to grow and stretch and learn. I'm grateful to Handel for accepting the vision to put music to the simple truth, Messiah, a deliverer promised by God who did come and live and walk and change lives. My deepest desire is that from the first note of the overture to the last hallelujah, this presentation of expression will introduce the Messiah to you in terms you may never have thought of before. To begin, the overture a partial history of black music with its idioms from African dawns to contemporary music. African roots, spirituals, ragtime, big band, gospel, blues, the 70s, jazz fusion, hip-hop, and house music. The overture to a soulful celebration.
A duet by Vanessa Bell Armstrong and Daryl Coley.
But who may abide the day of his coming? Lead vocal, Patty Austin. Come back, more of our holiday show, Hendel's Messiah, A Soulful Celebration. And why do people even today stand when we hear the Hallelujah Chorus? Stick around for more after the break. We're back here on the Janice Adams Show with this special holiday program, Hendel's Messiah, A Soulful Celebration. 
Behold, a virgin shall conceive, Howard Hewitt. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel God with us to God, the Boys Choir of Harlem, under the direction of Walter Turnbull.
Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, the Richard Smallwood Singers.
why do the nation so furiously rage? Al Jarreau. show Hendel's Messiah a soulful celebration and a special conversation with Daryl Tukes singer pianist composer he performed on the final track the hallelujah chorus after the break we're back here on the Janice Adams show on April 28, 1992, an all-star chorus, the likes of which had never assembled before or since, gathered at the A&M Studios in Hollywood to perform the Hallelujah Chorus. Arranged by Mervyn Warren, it was conducted by Quincy Jones. Among the performers that day was singer-pianist-composer Daryl Tukes. I asked Daryl how he became involved. You know, timing is so important in everything that we do. And there were a couple of people I was working with on projects of various natures. And someone said, you know, Daryl Tooks is right for this project. He's a, you know, he's a New York singer, does a lot of recording sessions. Uh, he's got a reputation of his own. Uh, he's a guy who he reads music well. He's a good musician, that kind of thing. Because the backdrop to Messiah, as you mentioned, for Handel's Messiah, for any of us who just picked up the sheet music and sung it on a church service morning or whatever, it's very demanding. And to know that this was going to be all of that and more, it was going to be musically as advanced, but also it was going to also be very demanding to have the kind of soulful uplift that our culture would indicate. So... I've been very fortunate, Janice, throughout my career to get called when you need that kind of a singer, somebody who's got the... This was an extraordinary event that, uh, for people who aren't familiar with it, was done in much the way we or the world was done in the sense that you have extraordinary talents, extraordinary people who would never, ever all come together on one session. But they did 
for this particular session. And um, I read a comment online that is just speaking to what you just said about what was needed in order to participate in this from the sense of musicality. This is a comment by a listener that says, oh, you black Americans, only you would think to take one of the hardest choir group songs ever written and make it harder and so much better. He says, I've done both versions of this song and the amount of breath control and perfect pitch needed to make it sound like this and to perform it with effortless ease is so much more difficult to do than Handel's original version. Boy, is it worth it. Kudos to Quincy, Maestro, and Genius. Wow, what a feeling. I'm getting chills to hear you read that. I never read those comments before. Yes. It really really does sum up what the experience was like. And um, many of the people on the session were people with whom I had worked before. Some of them were really famous in pop or jazz or gospel music or whatever. But um, it was a coming home of sorts for me with some of the people that you don't get to work together every day. Mm-hmm. And it was a special, special moment, as I mentioned earlier, with the, the fact that uh, Mervyn Warren, from who was one of the members, he, he's not a member of Take Six today, but he was one of the members of Take Six on the breakthrough record that, that we all know and love so much. And so he was an arranger there, and and it was great for me to, for them to see to see me in that light as somebody who could handle that material and who genuinely loved it and respected it and admired it. You know, it's easy to to think of people one way or another when you don't know them personally and you haven't had a chance to really be in the trenches with somebody. And on a, a music of this caliber and as demanding as this music is, you're, you're genuinely in the trenches. And it was a beautiful, beautiful trench to be in, I must say. So... Of all the selections, I mean, the album runs 75 minutes, um, and it is the full Messiah reimagined using African-American musical idioms from from African dawns or African idioms into the African-American experience, from African uh, musical idioms straight through to... Um, to the era of the slave songs, to gospel, to um, to to um, cakewalks, to uh, to the bebop era, to to contemporary jazz and gospel and hip hop, and it just covers it. It goes chronologically. It, it's like um, a musical history of African America in in done in the order of the actual Messiah. So it's just such an amazing amalgam of cultural legacies and bringing together, you know, it's almost like what the UN would aspire to be musically, you know? Yes, truly. And who who better than Quincy Jones is a a musical UN? Yeah. You know, we've never seen a career or a figure, a figure like Quincy Jones, and we never will see one again. He's the, the unique individual who could could have been there at that right time to see to it that a project that was that ambitious got realized. You have a the record industry is is now much more of a you know independent sort of cottage industry. This is kind of the end of the end of the time when the, a powerful company like Warner Brothers would have a, a gospel label and Quincy Jones, you know, with his status, could elevate the project the way he did. And attract the range of talent. I mean, Vanessa Bell Armstrong, Patty Austin, Daryl Coley, Commissioned, Andre Crouch, Sandra Crouch, Clifton Davis, Charles Dutton, Kim Fields, 
Larnell Harris, Edwin Hawkins, Tremaine Hawkins, Linda Hopkins, Al Jarreau, Chaka Khan, Gladys Knight, Dawn Lewis, Babby Mason, Johnny Mathis, Marilyn McCoo, Stephanie Mills, Jeffrey Osborne, David Peck, Felicia Rashad, Joe Sample, Richard Smallwood, Sounds of Blackness, Take Six, Daryl Tooks, Mervyn Warren, Thomas Whitfield, Vanessa Williams, Chris Willis, all on this one track, the Hallelujah Chorus. Do you see the commitment to excellence? You see the virtuosity? You feel us telling our own story? And you hear the timeliness of various possibilities because of the evolution of musical possibilities. You hear the types of instrumentation, the type of grooves, the types of methodologies and stylistic changes that take place, but you're going to feel that core of truth throughout. And I think as long as we are telling our stories, it's sort of like my oldest daughter said to me about the world of dance. And she said, Daddy, well, they, they all can dance. You know, the dance is between the moods. And when you, when you apply that to the listening form, when we're hearing music, it's, it's not just the way it's dressed. It's, the, it's the, the truth of the people that is being told in their language. And that's, that's what really matters. So even though Soulful Messiah, for instance, has a lot of really flashy singing, well, the people who are doing it, that's just what they did. That's their language. I'm not one of these people who likes to, to use a lot of uh, sort of um, bumper sticker slogans, but, but it does show us coming full circle to be able to embrace all of these various uh, stylistic approaches without uh, having a personal aesthetic that makes one say, well, I can't listen to the music imagined that way or I can't listen to it that way. I, I think as long as you're speaking your truth, it'll come out, and certainly when you hear that, that record, The Soulful Messiah, I, I know that you're hearing the truth of those arrangers, those singers, and of that project. Yes, and, and I think what you're hearing, too, is just an insight into the human experience, which is what music is. It's one way in which we communicate something about what this experience is and has been. I remember when uh, Soulful Celebration came out, there was criticism from, quote, European classical purists. My goodness, you know, how could they do this to Handel's Messiah? And it was really an interesting comment. It was a racist comment. Let's, let's just call it what it was. That's what it was. But at the same point, it would anybody who to me, understands what it means to be an artist, what it means to be a composer, to think that 300 years after you wrote something, it is still inspiring people and people love it and want to share in it and still sing it. <laughs> what greater compliment can you give? I have this lovely video I show students sometime, and I, I need to go back and watch it myself. And it's Aaron Copeland at a time in his life when people knew who he was, and he was, mm-hmm. you know, he, he did not have a lot to prove. You know, he, he was just, and he, and he said, who am I to be so arrogant to tell people how they should or should not imagine music and, you know, and their, from their heart and in the years to come? Something like that, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but I think it's important uh, to... You know, to know that we have a, when you have the truth to tell and you do the work and you get to tell your story. The Hallelujah Chorus.
Today on the Janice Adams Show, Hindle's Messiah, A Soulful Celebration. For more about today's show and links to the album, visit my website, JaniceAdams.com. That's J-A-N-U-S Adams.com. From the studios of WJFF Radio Catskill, post-production Jason Dole. Special thanks to Daryl Tooks, to Quincy Jones, to all those who made the Messiah such a soulful celebration, and to George Friedrich Hendel for his masterful composition and inspiration. And why do audiences stand for the Hallelujah Chorus? Because, it is said, the king was so taken with the Hallelujah that he rose to his feet in exaltation. Following custom that when the king stands, everyone stands, the audience rose to its feet as well. Whether the story is true or not, we don't know. But it too, like the Hallelujah Chorus itself, has withstood the test of time. This show is a production of Janice Adams, LLC, All Rights Reserved. <laughs>